All right, uh, I'm going to be formal just for a minute just to introduce this. So, hello everyone. Welcome to episode X of the Murray Gamer podcast. This is a very special episode that I thought I'd record while I was uh, back home uh, in my parents' place celebrating Christmas. I am joined by one of my oldest, in every way it's possible to take that phrase, uh, one of my oldest friends. Uh, and we thought we'd just have a chat about games while playing some games. I have neglected to bring my game capture device with me, so uh, you're just going to have to take our word for the fact that we're playing Mario Kart. Um, but here we are. Why don't you introduce yourself, please? I'm not going to be formal. Alright, you don't be formal. Go ahead. Talk. Uh, I'm Paul Woodruff, uh, otherwise known as Woody. And yeah, I've known Pete for a very long time. I haven't seen each other for a long time, have we? No, yeah, probably about a year, actually. I think it might have been last Christmas last time we saw each other. Mm, probably. Um, and yeah, old school buddies. And then, we played lots of games. Yes, lots of games. Yeah. I'd probably go so far to say, so far as to say that uh, you are probably one of the defining influences on my gaming habits. <laughs> I think, <laughs> however you want to take that. Um, so just, I mean, so I started gaming before I met you, really, because we really met in sort of it was probably six or five or twelve. Yeah, I I knew people you were friends with beforehand, but I think I, I kind of feel like I got to know you a bit later in in um, secondary school. Yeah. Um, but like most of the way through sixth form, that was sort of PlayStation entry era, so there was a lot of gaming going on then. We bonded over Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that was the one, wasn't it, really? Yeah. I think. I actually played it so much that I thought material was actually real. <laughs> yes. I remember biking over and I thought, it would be good. I wonder if it is. <laughs> no, it's not. You're an idiot. You played it for 30 hours. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, well, there was there was an occasion when my parents were away on holiday in America going to see my brother. And most days during that period, there was... Some gaming and drinking and other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, a lot of that was Final Fantasy VII. As I recall, there was like a 36 hour straight session of Final Fantasy VII at one point. Yeah, I fell asleep <laughs> and created. Um, yes. I don't know, created something that didn't exist, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you just randomly woke up and uh, just, just decided, oh, what's an X Walker? <laughs> The next walker isn't anything. That, that, those days, <laughs> that particular time was basically going down the shop, buying a ticker slice from the shop, yep. packet of Pringles, yep. some kind of beverage, and then, yeah, playing that. Pretty much. I mean, you probably missed out some really nice hot sunny day for uh, Yeah. Were you in the summer? I think so, yeah. It was like summer holidays, I think, because we, we weren't in school, were we? I can't remember, but I, was, I used to buy over so that before. I was allowed to drive. Yeah. <laughs> all the days of the, of the Nova. Oh, I had a different car before that. Really? Po- yeah, I had the old Oh, yeah, 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 the Polo. Shitbox. I had a jumpstart <laughs> every day yeah. at school. Yeah. And people used to put sweet wrappers around the window. Yeah. You still fucking love that car, though. It was my first car, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, I bought it for my brother, but like, Pete charged me 150 quid for it, see? That's, well, that's, uh, I used to pay for my first car, I don't know, my parents bought it for me. Yeah. But, uh, that was a shitty clapped out old Fiesta that blew up on the motorway. 
know. I didn't know it blew up on the motorway. Did you not? No. no. It was um, it was like after I'd finished university and it was. Um, was that a red one? Yeah. So no, I nearly lost my hat out of the window. <laughs> Forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one. But um, I was I was driving at the time. I was working at a school that was um, about thirty miles away from where I was living. It was, it was the only place that was sort of hiring at the time, so I had to sort of take what I could get. Yeah. It was a shithole of a school, but uh, you know they paid quite well, so I had to do that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I had this thirty mile drive every day, so I was obviously putting a lot of miles on the car every day. And uh, one day it just started making a bit of a Bit of, a bit of a funny noise. Mm, thought um, nothing of it. Yeah, it? and I thought, oh, it'll be alright, it probably just needs like, some oil or something. So I, I put some more oil in it and it was like, oh, okay, got a bit louder, a bit louder. Drove to work the next day and sort of about 10 miles out from work, um, it, it went bang really loud. Well, it actually blew yeah. up. Yeah, it actually actually went bang and I heard, I heard something fall off the engine, go all the way through the exhaust pipe and fall out the back. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good going. Yeah. Yeah, but it wouldn't move after that. Though. I still got that hat. I thought I'd, I was devastated when I thought I lost that hat. <laughs> Which hat was that? One of I've one got one. it. I'll have it. I'll still wear it. It's my favourite. And I've leaned out the window. Probably a bit drunk or something, I think. No, never. I don't know what I was doing. And then it's there. Yes, I and remember then it that. And got my head and got stuck on the back window. <laughs> thing, and I thought it'd gone. And then you stopped, and it yeah, fell into my lap, and I was dead pleased with that. <laughs> I've still got it. <laughs> it's not the first time I thought I've lost that hat. I went out with a mate and got drunk, and then I said, where's my hat? And it turned up in my back pocket for a long time. It's had some adventures then. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, the reason I wanted to get Woody on today is because <laughs> I've... Uh, mentioned him a few times in previous episodes so I, I we, we had a whole episode called graphics so my my co-host chris um wasn't sure whether to believe the story of graphics, graphics. so oh graphics yeah so can you can you just confirm for us that graphics was a real thing that we genuinely yeah. did unironically yeah, if you thought a ga- if a game looked it looks real Gran Turismo that was a graphics yeah. moment that was like yeah. when I walked into first compute and I saw that play and on the screen I was like Is that, that looks real that's yeah. the most incredible thing. graphics <laughs> yeah yeah, Pete, yeah. Pete, it actually looks real oh, yeah, we destroyed that game oh, yes Yes, I think that was the example I brought up actually um, of graphics. But yeah, we 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 just spent ages trying to understand what gear ratios were, <laughs> failing. But we did get that Mitsubishi up to like four hundred kilometers. An ah, hour. well, I got my. Do you not remember? I got the Lotus Esprit, and I got it up to four hundred and like twenty six miles, uh, four hundred twenty six kilometers an hour. <laughs> it did take like twenty laps to do that, yeah. though, didn't it? You had to do it on the oval. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was good, that was. I couldn't believe that game when I saw that. Yeah. I couldn't believe that something could look like that. Yeah. To be fair, that game was the beginning of... Uh, I think you put it as me eating driving games. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, but yeah. That's what you said, wasn't it? You yes. eat driving games. Yes. They get eaten up and spat out. Yeah. And that Chew is what happens. Chew them up. Yeah. I was... Uh, I was um, fairly susceptible to peer pressure around that time, as I recall. So, if there was, if there was, 
if there was a, a good N64 game out, it was like Peach. I'm sure you should, 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 yeah, should get that. You need to get that. Yeah, you should probably get that. I bet that's good. You know what? Think, thinking about it though, I, I have no idea how I had money to do that. Yeah, because ne- I never had money. Yeah. But like, I always seem to have money for games and I don't really know where it came from because I wasn't like working a part time job or anything. We were still at school. But yeah, you I did used to do some writing, didn't you? Yeah, I did a bit, but so like I did a bit of freelance stuff for um, PC Zone and the official Nintendo magazine back then, so, so like all cruising players guys. But and I mean they they paid quite well. I paid like sort of five hundred quid a time, but that's probably what that's where it came from. I guess because like I wouldn't have had other expenses, would I? Because like, no. that would have just sat in my account, and I thought, oh, it's like buy some games, yeah, 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 top games. gear owner, yeah, yeah. that wasn't a good game. It was. Well, it was alright. Didn't it? Wasn't good Grand Prix, man. No. Uh, uh, Do you remember Top Gear Rally with the with the paint shop? Top Gear Rally. Top Top Gear Rally was like the first one on N sixty four, and that was it had the paint shop in it where you could completely oh, yeah, draw yeah. over your whole car. I forgot about that. But uh, yeah, Top Top Gear Overdrive it, it just decided to take itself a bit too seriously, and it had this terrible. Hmm. Like rock soundtrack, but on the N64 <laughs> because it didn't have CDs or anything, it had to compress it to all oh, shit. So listen, it sounded like sort of cassette quality audio. Um, yeah, that, I'm getting really fucked over it. Skip, sorry. <laughs> oh shit. Oh no. Yeah, we we are playing Mario Kart 8 at the moment, and uh, it's not going too well. No. Um, but yeah, Top Gear Rally. There was uh, there was that paint shop in there, and you you, you needed the external controller pack to um, save your creations, which, as I recall, mostly ended up being like bright pink cars with the word "car." <laughs> of course, I mean that's the first thing you on anything, any any device, anything ever. Yeah. The first thing you do is either write or draw a car. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. It's true. It's uh, there was a later game called Track Mania that. Um, I played with uh, some other friends, and uh, there, there was like a custom paint job facility in that. And like, the first thing my friend Sam did with that was make a bright pink car that was like celebrating Crohn's disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Sad but true, indeed. Right, I need to really knuckle down here because I'm fit. This is not good enough. Yeah. Not good enough. So, I mean, a lot of stuff you convinced me to buy was on the N64, but then I, I'd also buy a lot of RPGs and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and um, you had a little theory about RPGs in the PS1 era, didn't you? <laughs> Do you well, to... yeah. <laughs> I did. If it wasn't, if it, well, the less CDs it was on, the worse it is. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. It got to a point where you literally wouldn't play an RPG that was on just one disc. No, it wasn't good enough. It's based on Final Fantasy games, yes. obviously, because you know Final Fantasy seven was on three. Yeah, eight yeah. was on four. Uh-huh. So Nine was on four, I yeah. think. Yeah, so those so, those uh, are obviously the benchmark. Makes but, sense. But my uh, my usual co-host Chris uh, asked me to inform you that uh, by doing that, you would have missed out on Breath of Fire three, which is one of the finest PS one RPGs of all time. So consider that. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's, it's to be fair, it's all, it's it's stood up. I haven't said that. I haven't played that much yet, but read the twos on two. Does that make it better than well graphics yeah. and everything? But yeah, I've got to say, I bought it ages ago. I haven't even put it on yet. Ugh. But I will. Are you going to eat that game? Do you know what? I don't get enough time to play games to the level that I used to. You know. See, a lot of people I know say this these days, and like. I wish I did. Yeah. I wish I did, but doing the job I do where I'm sat in front of two computer monitors all day, you get home and think, I don't really want to be sat in front of another computer monitor for hours. See, I don't think that. No. <laughs> I spend all day in front of a computer monitor. You like, think I'm going to play some more. Yeah, and I think I'll play some games. Maybe have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> no, mostly play some games. Um, but, no, a game really has to grab me for, to make me finish it or whatever these days. Yeah, although I guess I mean I guess there's a difference in that I do, I do all my gaming on the on the TV um, rather than I, I, my gaming PC is hooked up to my TV as well, so it's uh, basically right. another console. So there's no sort of sitting with your face pressed up against the monitor or anything like that. Right. Gaming time is relaxing time, sitting on the sitting on the sofa and just just having some fun. Yeah, and um, so for the last four years or so, sort of the last two and a bit years seriously I've been sort of writing about games every day as well so. I think that's the other thing you, you, you write about them as well don't you so yeah it, that gives you an incentive to put some effort time and effort into them as well yeah so, so I mean in, in doing that I've sort of I sort of I don't want to say I've, I've made it into a better hobby or something like that I but, but I, I've made it into sort of more more of a hobby so rather than sort of just a bit of entertainment that you do for just like to relax after work or whatever. I've, I've kind of made it into like some people go out and play sports or have a good yeah, or yeah. whatever. I, I do that for games now, so yeah. um, and that works for me. So that's great. That's the thing, like like so, it's that I tend to try and be sort of active now. Yeah. So I don't really like to sit in. I like to I don't know go out for. Well, not that for a run, so don't do that. But <laughs> I, I actually, um, I go snowboarding. So that took over a lot of my time. Oh yeah, yeah. So you still doing that? Yeah. Cool. Going tonight. The board is the board was out, wasn't it? On the oh yes, yeah, yeah, it was. So I go to Milton Keynes, the snow game, when I can't go abroad, basically. Yeah. And, yeah, I like to spend a lot of time there. Mate. Mm. To be fair, I would die if I got on the snow snowboard. <laughs> so I wouldn't even have to push off. I'd just like die <laughs> straight away. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even like stand up on a pair of roller skates or ice skates or anything like that. I just <laughs> fall over straight away. I'm just terrible. Mm. I still got my roller, my blades. My roller blades are still in there that I use in the summer. Nice. See, I just yeah, and I've got a long board as well. I don't, I don't know, I just like to go out and stuff. Yeah. Go out on my bike. I've got an e mountain bike now as well, so oh, I'll go cool. out on that. Off roading and getting horrendously muddy. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. yeah. I don't really put as much effort in. Okay. However, I have been playing Shadow of Colossus remastered on the PS4. Ah, yes. Did you did, did you play that back in the day on PS2? I fully destroyed that game yeah. in every way that you possibly could destroy it. <laughs> You know what? I, it's one I, of my favourite games ever made. Yeah, I, I have still not finished that game, and I have somehow also managed to remain unspoiled on it as well. So you need to play it. Yeah, I know. I know I need to play it. I just, I just, I just. I don't. 
I, I fully did that. I did everything. I got all the extras in it. I found everything in it. I got to the secret, the secret garden yeah. that you couldn't climb to. It's not a massive secret, but yeah. you have to play it a lot. Yeah. You have to keep, I don't know how many times, probably four or five playthroughs to get oh, enough energy to be able to climb your field. Oh, right. So you like carry stuff over to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I smashed it. it. Nice. Before we play another game, yeah. excuse me, uh, I have uh, I've bought you a present. Oh, a present? A present! No, is it a box of cake and milk? <laughs> it isn't, no, but, <laughs> but we will talk about that you in a minute. Have. No, um, <laughs> we can't talk too much about that. <laughs> we can only talk a little bit. No, the, the reason I bought you a present is, is you sent me a text message literally as I just set off to come here saying, can you come here a bit 15 minutes later? Oh, right. so, uh, so I thought I thought I'd drop by Home Bargains and get you something. Oh, nice. So, so, one, do you know what? That's one of my favourite shops, that is. Home Bargains is great. I so, love it. Well, here you go, here's, here's, here's some poo. Can you eat it? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's some putty poo, and also oh, well, that's been opened immediately. Also, it's squishy and it's super sticky. Yes, not like the real thing. Not like not the real un- thing. Well, well, not d- unlike the real thing. It depends what you've been eating, and also, ah, oh, a can of pussy. <laughs> Natural energy. Yeah, I just I saw that and I thought of you. I thought, how can that be? How can that exist? I don't know. So. For context, what we're talking about is, is an energy drink called Pussy Natural Energy with 100% natural ingredients, none of which are vaginal juices, to my knowledge. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I think it, I think it's American because if you look at the nutrition facts on the back, it, that's a sort of American layer of it. It's from from Florida. Botanical extracts. Mm. Yeah, I'm not for sure. So it's 100% natural lychee and granadilla flavored energy drink. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it. Let's, let's give it a go. Oh, it's going to ruin my beer that I've got. Oh, oh no! Oh no! It's in the... Yeah. That was kind of. It smells nice, man. Right? It doesn't taste like pussy that I'm used to. No, no. Unless, unless it's a bit fresher, it's a bit more fruity. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you've only been going down on mangy all <laughs> I wouldn't say mangy. That's a bit harsh. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying that, that generally, you know, pussy doesn't taste the fruity sugar, sugary drinks. <laughs> Get your lady to freshen up. It's quite nice. Actually. It's not bad, though, actually. Yeah. I mean, I did say I was. I wasn't really fooled with anyway. And now we've really lowered the tone by. It's good. Well, yeah, I, I did this. I did it deliberately. You know, that's exactly why I did this. You're drinking beer. Got a pot of sort of putty poo in your the hand. The thing is, do you know what's really? <laughs> think about it. I'm going to put my. Uh, what I'm going to do is put my fingers in the poo uh-huh. and then put my fingers in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really. I mean, you, I don't know if you need to edit things out. This, but it might go too far. It's 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 fine. Consider this unprepared, unscripted, uncut. Poo, putty poo, jokes and gags. Okay, what so? You just give it some of that. Just, yeah, you just give oh. it <laughs> <laughs> This is obviously a bit more visual than now, sound, but... I would be very, very <laughs> worried if my poo looked like that. That looks like a kind of poo that Matt would put out, though. That's too solid. Well, too solid. Is, is he a runny poo fan, man? Yeah, he sounds horrendous. Sounds uh, like a walk. Some, yeah, sounds like a walk from sometimes. <laughs> So, the Matt is someone I, I hoped would join us today, but he, apparently he is he has messed up his back or something, so he was unable to join us today, but 
Um, Matt and Woody and um, Ed, who is also not here today, we used to have a gaming podcast called Gaming with Pedward, which is actually still available online if you can track it down. Uh, which I did recently. This that was like a good ten years ago. Now you realise longer than that. But yeah, it's like it's sort of, sort of we're talking about that's 12, 12 years, fifteen, thirteen years. Because ago. It, it was it was before the PlayStation Three came out. Because I, I remember you making comments about beating my brother around the head. I was just about to say that <laughs> getting a PS Three and smacking it over his head. I don't even remember why, but you just decided that you, you wanted to hit my brother over the head with a PlayStation 3. I was so drunk on that one. Probably. I was, you that were drunk was, on all of them. No, but that one I was particularly drunk because I had a hangover and I was <laughs> drinking more because we'd been out the night before, I remember. Yeah. So Gaming with Pedford was a, a fairly informal sort of show. So it was informal. It was, yeah. But I mean, we, we, we were trying to sort of channel the Ricky DeVay show, weren't we? Because like, Ed was obsessed with that at the time. And, some of it was actually quite funny. Yeah. So we, we were trying to recapture that kind of experience there. And it, it's, it's actually st- it's still worth a listen. I, I listened to them again recently, and they're still quite funny. As long as you can deal with all the burping and farting and... Swearing. And swearing and being drunk and stuff. Um, what I decided I did find quite interesting was when we went down to uh, London to the Science Museum because there was an exhibition oh, yeah, on there. Yeah, so so we took a day out in London because there was an exhibition at the Science Museum called Game On, which was like a sort of history of gaming type thing where they had like everything from old, weird, wooden, Russian arcade machines um, to like more modern stuff as well. And they had like props from Max Payne and uh, there was like Grand Theft Auto 3's design document or something, which was just like a load of post-it notes all over the wall. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. First time I'd ever seen a virtual boy as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, I didn't realise it had like a headstand thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was like too heavy to sort of wear, sort of like a VR headstand. So yeah, you had to rest it on the table and sort of lean into it. And yeah, virtual boy is kind of a bit more well known now these days. Um, back in the sort of the the older days, were you familiar with uh, digitizer on Teletext? Yeah, yeah. I remember Digitizer. Yeah, so the, the guy behind Digitizer recently is, uh, has recently done a YouTube show, um, which is like a sort of, if you imagine sort of, think back to the 90s and think of what, the sort of stuff that Channel 4 would put on late at night. Right. <laughs> so it was like, so it was like sort of fairly, fairly informal and pretty chaotic and stuff, but they also do some good, um, some good retro gaming stuff as well, and they had a Virtue Boy on there recently. So, so people are a lot more aware of that now these days, but it, it's still, it's sort of partly good and partly shit. I heard it gave people like, horrendous headaches and made them feel sick. Yeah, so so that's the thing. Because of the way the 3D worked on it, it was um, it sort of used like sort of flickering, alternating um, things, showing sort of slightly different things in your two eyes. And like, yeah. some people that really didn't work for and gave them a massive headache, so um, yeah. But so apparently, apparently the actual games available for it are, are quite good, but you just have to deal with maybe your head exploding. Yeah. Which is not good. You're not emulating. You can, yeah, but then obviously you lose out on the 3D effect, which is sort of the main point of it. And yeah. you've, you've just got a game running in black and red. But if you wanted then. to experience how good the game was, I guess so, yeah. And I don't know how I don't know how important the sense of depth is to them. Like, if you think of a 3DS, have you got a 3DS? I've got a, I have, I've got a, Zelda, the old 
3DS XL. Very nice. With the nice head that you take. I had an original one. Yeah. And you had to keep your head in exactly the right place, <laughs> which is really annoying. Yeah. And the new one um, is much better, actually. Yeah. It's much more fluid and you don't have to keep your head in the yeah. right place. So, like you think of the 3DS though, the 3D effect is pretty cool, but there, there aren't that many games where it's necessary, I'd say. So, like, have you played Super Mario 3D Land? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's quite a good one where it makes quite good use of the 3D effects to sort of show the platform down. No, that's really good because it has like 3D puddles in it. Yeah, like, and it's try and find something like the puddles where you have to move them around. Yeah, it? yeah, and that's it's it, it, it's got like sort of, sort of bonus stages where things are sort of sticking out at funny angles. It's doing like a sort of empty actually impossible object type thing. So you can only really see the platforms that you can jump on if you've got a 3D turned on. And so there's there's a few games that do that, but. In terms of Virtual Boy, I don't know, I don't know how important the 3D was to the overall experience. So I guess because yeah. like if you look at something like the Wario game on there, that that just looks like a pretty standard 2D platformer. So, but then there's also there's also a sort of Mario Brothers type game where you're sort of running in and out of the background and sort of chasing things around in, in, in the back of the screen and the front of the screen. Obviously, you can see where you are in terms of how small your character is, but. But the 3D would probably add a bit to that, but no. I don't know. It's it's not something I feel like I'll ever actually get my hands on. So, but uh, it's it's pretty prized for collectors now. So, I mean, I've I've got big into collecting games recently. So, like, I I, I actually listed all of them on a spreadsheet because I'm sad like that recently. <laughs> I've got I've now got over a thousand games. Whoa! Whoa. Have you finished them all? No. <laughs> no, there there are quite a few that I haven't even played yet. But um, as we were talking about, with what I do with my writing now is that I, if, if there's something big like an RPG, I will tend to wait to start that until I, I know I've got time to write about yeah. it. Because I, I, I tend to like write about one thing in detail in one go, and like spend maybe three or four articles on it over the course of like a month or so. Um, and so I've collected quite a few RPGs because those are the most sort of valuable things um, that go. That they tend to keep their value a lot, especially in sort of PS1 and PS2 era. Love an RPG. Yeah. I do love an RPG. Japanese RPG. Japanese RPG. All the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah. So I've got quite a few of them uh, still to play, and they they date right back to the sort of PS1 era. The couple of PS1 I want to play. Um, but then I've also got quite into. Um, I thought this was, this was quite interesting because I, I've got into sort of collecting weird budget games on the PS2, um, and these are games that I don't think either of us would have thought to buy in the PS2 era, just because you look at them and you think, "Oh, that looks, that looks kind of shit," because these these were sort of released at like a ten pound, fifteen pound price point. But to be fair, I was a bit. I would always look at reviews of games, yeah. and I'd only really buy games that I knew had got a good review, which yeah. is kind of the wrong way to do well, it. You learn that. Yeah. Sometimes, alright, a game gets a shit review, but something about that game you can really, really like and take a lot from it. Yeah, well, I, I had this discussion with, with Chris a few episodes back, and we, we talked about sort of the, the effect of hype on things, and both of us used to be sort of more susceptible to hype than we are now. I think I think I think me more so than, than Chris. Oh you get very, very, very uh, skeptical, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so but I mean like this I don't know, it, it, it's partly from me having actually worked in the business and sort of knowing that sort of certain games are going to get you clicks and advertising revenue and stuff like that. And 
it, it sort of made me a bit cynical. But then there were also there was also sort of from around uh, about 2010 or so. Um, I got recommended a few games by a friend who I knew was into similar things to me, um, and she said, "Oh, there's there's these games that you, you might like. They've got terrible reviews, but I really like them. So give them a go." And I went, "Okay, I'll give them a go," and they were really good. So you know, tough reviews. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's annoying though, isn't it? Because you only know what the game's like once you've bought it, do you? Yeah, it's true. But I, I guess sort of the upside of this is that now these old budget stuff, they tend to go for like 50p in CX now. So it's, <laughs> it is absolutely minimal risk to pick them up. And some of them yeah. some of them are really fun. Some of them are just batshit crazy, but that has its own appeal. So have you ever, have you ever heard of one called Demolition Girl? No. Demolition Girl is a game where a bikini model gets bitten by a radioactive crap and grows to a gigantic size and starts terrorizing mainland Japan uh, and so over the course of five different missions you have to fly a helicopter drive a tank and stuff and basically stop her from ruining everything <laughs> that sounds right up your alley I think, yes to be fair. yeah it was I mean it's, it's not a great game or anything but it's it's fun um, and like there, there is some interesting stuff as well like from the same developer there's a game there's a game that's just about photography so it's like you, you just go on a bunch of fashion suits and it's got some quite sort of realistic camera controls on it. So you have to sort of worry about focus and aperture and zoom level and framing your shot properly and that sort of thing. So, and um, yeah, it's just a, a really interesting kind of game that, that when PS2 was current, I just wouldn't have thought to buy because, you know... You only bought stuff with good reviews. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, you only buy stuff that's sort of been advertised a lot, or had good reviews, or that everyone's talking about. I mean, let's say now, I guess, because yeah. um, we, we didn't have we didn't have Twitter and Facebook back oh. in the day, did we? No, I still don't. Good for you. I'm not on Facebook. No, that account's gone. Uh, Twitter never had a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Instagram has been deleted. Yeah. And to be honest, everybody, I'm not interested in any of it. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, <laughs> I, I don't blame you. It's, it is more trouble than it's worth yeah. these days. And the only real reason I, is. the only real reason I keep um, Twitter and Facebook around these days is just to just to, to get people to read my site and watch my videos. Yeah, and I, like, I, 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 I do chat with a few people on there, but there's just so much shit on there. Just people. Life's full of enough bullshit without needing yeah. everyone else's bullshit. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, like, I mean, you go on Twitter now, and if there is always someone complaining about something that oh, doesn't no. matter. No, <laughs> everyone's offended by something these days. It's like, come on, get a sense of humour. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Anyway, Whatever. should we play another game? Yeah, go on. Then. Uh, I've still got, I've still got Facebook Messenger. Like, you don't have to have Facebook that Messenger just to message my some of my snowboard buddies that I met on holiday. Yeah, but Facebook. Definitely do one. And this, this poo, it doesn't look like poo. It actually looks like a piece of steak or a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you flatten it out. You need to, you need to roll it into a, a poo sausage. That's good. Do that into the mic so it can get, get a good ear for its moistness. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a steak! <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, look, that looks neat. I'm gonna lay that. Just lay just, that one down there. Just right there. It's got a few wrinkles in it. It's what like, play? Uh, well, let's well, let's let's give you some Smash Brothers. Oh, well, I haven't played that, so you're gonna kick my sorry ass. Highly likely. Um, why don't you stick my switch in? Because I've got um all the characters unlocked on mine. Okay. Um, 
I've finished my pussy anyway. Good. What do you think of the pussy? I thought it was alright. <coughs> choking on <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. It's better than I expected for like a cheap energy drink. Tastes alright to me. Better than some pussy I've had. <laughs> Alright, that's mangy old blue waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Look that up on Google. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> oh dear! Isn't it weird how like you learn stuff like that? It's like you think of think of how how did you come across that in the first place? Oh, it's a good choice of words. <laughs> No, inquiring minds want to know. What you, how did I get come yeah. across it? Yeah. Mm. Um, someone told me about. Someone said, mentioned it at work, and I was like, "What? What is that? What mm. does that mean?" <laughs> they said, "Look it up on Google. What would you do without Google?" <laughs> so I did, and um, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Like, what have I got? Have I got to do something? Yeah, you need a pretty button. Oh, there we go. Oh, sorry. Ah. Uh. I'm going to be the same character I was in Mario Kart. Well, there, yeah, there's some strange things like. About How do you control this game? Uh, so, A is normal attack, B is special attacks, and then direction for them does. A is things. a normal attack, yeah. B is a special attack. Yeah. What do these do? Oh, that's jump. That's but, jump. Those are both jump, yeah. If you want to block. Oh, you do it that Right shoulder one, yeah, you can double jump. Okay. You um, can stuff. Yeah, yeah. press A. And then now you're going to use it. I don't know why I'm going to speed that up. You don't have to do that. No. But if you want to do like a really powerful attack to knock things up. We're playing Smash Bros. by the way, if that wasn't already clear. Um, oh, fuck off. Um, oh. yeah. I don't know what happened there, I got beaten. You sort of smack the stick in one direction and press the direction, that'll do a really powerful attack. You, you just try and knock each other off the screen. What was the thing? We were talking about Blue Waffle. Why were we talking about Blue Waffle? I don't know, this game's... Um, uh, because you wanted to know how I discovered it. Oh yes, yeah. So, like about ten years or so ago, I I used to work in an Apple store, and um, <laughs> we used to have real problems with um, chavs coming in. And searching stuff out. Searching stuff out, and it, they were mostly sort of hanging out on Bebo. Um, How does this work? You're just kicking my ass everywhere. <laughs> I don't know what the f is going on. <laughs> I win. Um, why, why don't you try single player fight? I don't know how it works. Well, learn. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, back to the the kids in the Apple Store. They they used to like browse Bebo and stuff all the time, and um, there was one occasion when um, we we sort of. Um, some of us had been upstairs sort of doing some training or a meeting or something like that. And we came down and there was a good half of the computers uh, downstairs were displaying something called Meat Spin. Meat Spin? Meat Spin, yeah. Have you heard of Meat Spin? No, I haven't heard of that. Right, I, I'm going to educate you on Meat Spin now. Which is, um, Meat Spin is uh, a video of a gentleman being done up the arse so hard that his knob is swinging round and round. <laughs> to, right. to the to the accompaniment of uh, you've been me right round baby right round like a record baby right right round, round. nice yeah 
So, and that was on a good half of the computers on the Apple store, at the front. So, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a great first impression to set for customers, isn't it? So. How did that become a thing? The internet's got a lot to answer for with yes. the corn and stuff. I mean, yes. how does someone think, you know what I'm going to, you know what I need to do today? What I need to do is get done up the arse and have my knob screwed up <laughs> in helicopter. What, how does that happen? I, I, I don't, in a lot of cases, I don't think that was the original intention. I think it was just like, they just happened to be a bit poor and they had that scene there. Someone saw that and thought, oh, that'd be funny, Luke, with some funny music. You know what I mean, though, but it's yeah, yeah, niche yeah. markets and stuff. It's like, how did you discover that that was needed? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I, I'm losing track of where I actually am on the screen. Now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we both don't. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, there was, there was like a whole website called Cake Farts at one point. Oh, uh, which God. is which is exactly what it sounds like. Which is uh, just just yeah, it's women farting on cakes. Women farting on cakes. I think yeah. Matt probably introduced me to that one. Right? Almost certainly. Yeah, it sounds like the sort of thing he'd be into. But yeah, <laughs> you know, I remember like his favourite video. It's now disappeared, but he's really upset about. It. No. <laughs> oh, that's a stinky fart! Oh, no. You do remember that. He's definitely showing you that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was his favourite video, but... Yeah. He's one of them, yeah. He's very disappointed that he got removed from it. Yeah. So this 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 is a video on, on YouTube. We've completely gone on topic of gaming now, but why do you want to have a look at I don't know what's um, going on with this video. I don't know how you pick that up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was a video that was on YouTube. Uh, of, it was like quite a... Quite a, quite a Quite a chubby lady, like lying on the bed in her pants and just farting over and over again, and like the sort of iconic line was, "Ooh, that's, that's, that's a stinky fart." That's a stinky fart. Yeah, but the funny thing is, like, it wasn't taken down from YouTube for like being offensive or anything like that. It was taken down for <laughs> copyright violation. <laughs> yeah. So the reason that video isn't on YouTube anymore is not because it was it was a woman farting. There's, there's loads of videos of people farting on YouTube. But no, it was it was removed after a copyright claim. <laughs> so someone out there got well. Someone thought she's copied my file. Someone literally said, "Well, well, that, that, that's my video. Now you can't you can't put that up on YouTube and make money from it." That might have been Matt's fault, to be honest. <laughs> Watched it so that's much. My video, that is. <laughs> Watched it so much, it just drew attention. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird stuff. The internet's got a lot to answer for. Yes, it does. But it allowed us to bring the world gaming with Pedward as well. True. Oh, so the fireball works. Yeah. You can't do Dragon Punch. You can do Dragon Punch. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can do a Hurricane Kick as well. Oh, you can indeed. I didn't, didn't realise this is actually on a Game Boy screen. Yes. Feel the concentration now. Yeah, well, I want to know how to pick something up. <laughs> how do you pick it up? Just stand on it and press A. What's A? That one. Yeah. Ah, that is that. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. There we go. Come on. And then just press A again to use it. There we go. Oh, okay. uh, you, you've drilled it as well. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. We talked a bit about the the N sixty four and stuff. And you said you, you is that is, is that a new N sixty four you picked up or like a new old one? Well, it's really, you know what? It's really quite upsetting when we first thought we're gonna 
I'm gonna hook it up to me and Matt. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I've got an N64. And he's like, right, we need to hook it up. And we did, and it kept crashing oh, no. all the time. So I was like, oh, the N64 I bought is faulty. Yeah. Because it's not my original one, it's just one I bought for like 20 quid from somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's not working. It kept crashing all the time. Matt was devastated because he couldn't play Goldeneye. He was <laughs> crying. And then he bought round his... The next weekend, he bought round his um, power pack on yeah. his N64. Completely fixed problem. So I've just got a dodgy power pack on mine. I think it plugged in the back of it. So oh, fair enough. So it works. And yeah, we've been hammering Mario Kart and Goldeneye and Duke Nukem. And oh, Duke Nukem. Yeah. Duke Nukem. Explosive shotgun shells and everything. Oh, my God. Duke Nukem on the N64 is not a game that a lot of people seem to talk about, but we had some very good times on that. We used to break, we used to play it so much that we used to break the elevator on it. <laughs> it cracked. It turned into a blurry mess in the doorway and yeah. we knew the game was going to crash at any minute. <laughs> it was overload. I haven't won a single game yet. No. No, you haven't. I don't get this game. <laughs> I don't understand anything that's going on or how it works. <laughs> that is how a lot of people tend to um, feel about Smash when they first start playing it, it is a it is a bit of a learning curve. Although it's, which is weird because it's designed to be simple. I'm just sticking against a computer player. But what 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 I want to know is right. Yeah. A doesn't punch. Yeah. Or a doesn't attack. B doesn't attack. Yeah. Are they the only two attack buttons? Yes. What but do the shoulder buttons do? I mean, so, tried them. So sh shoulder button, the right shoulder button will do a block, and the block. left shoulder button, I can't remember what that does. Um, and the two other ones just did the same thing. Yeah, they just did that. But the, the, the important thing is that if you... Oh, microphone. Um, if you push a direction um, and one of those two buttons, it will do something different. So like if you push up and special move, it will do a different special move too if you just push special move by itself. Right. Okay. Okay. So well, I'll give you an easy, easy, level, com easy level computer. I'll lose. Yeah, well, give it a go. On it. I'm gonna be in. You can fight at random. There we go. So up and a move, or uh, direction and a move. That's mm. Yeah. So you've been playing Mario Kart and Goldeneye on the N64. Well, anything else? It's really only become Mario Kart now because he still plays. He still played Goldeneye like <laughs> he used to play Goldeneye, which was he couldn't beat. Him, basically, I find it quite difficult to go back to. Goldeneye in particular, just because the control scheme for it is so different yeah, to what I'm used to weird, now. Isn't it? It's, it um, is weird. That's one thing I can't get used to. Like I find I find the same thing with um, a lot of Dreamcast games as well, because the oh, I get it's like Dreamcast. Yes. Yeah, no, I haven't either. But I, I picked up one recently. I picked up two recently because the first one didn't work. Uh, but yeah, the the fact that's only got one analog stick is yeah. is quite confusing. So. <laughs> There was um, there was a game on uh, on Dreamcast called Outrigger. I don't know if you ever played that one. I didn't play that. No, don't think I played that. So Outrigger was um, basically Sega's take on the sort of uh, deathmatch uh, shooter type thing, but it was it was third person instead of first person. Right. Um, but it had a batshit crazy control scheme by default um, that involved like using the trigger buttons to turn left and right and like something weird on the analog stick and. There were like 15 different control methods and all of them sucked. 
<laughs> Including one that was designed for you to hold the controller upside down. What? Yeah. Just say so you have the just say so you have the buttons on the left for moving around and the analog stick on the right for like aiming. It, it sort of works surprisingly well, but and, until you had to use the triggers to do anything because the triggers were then going the wrong direction. So it, it was really designed to be played with mouse and keyboard. It was one of the few Dreamcast games where you could hook up a mouse and keyboard oh. to it and um, and play with that, and it actually worked quite well with that. So I need to get some of those at some point. Yeah. I've um, got my dreams, but my written dreams. Have you? Nice. Yeah, there's there's a few things sort of from that I, I ended up trading in for one reason or another that I, I wish I'd still got. And I, I've talked about this with Chris in the previous episode, but uh, like stuff like my original PS1 version of Castlevania. Oh God, you were addicted to that. Yes, yeah. yes. Do you know how much that copy of Castlevania I had would be worth for that? Yes, loads. Yeah, so I'm getting twenty quid. What was um, it called? Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night, yeah. So it, it, it was sort of, sort of the first of the modern Castlevania's that then went on to uh, be on the Game Boy and stuff. It was a great game, and obviously it's been re released on Xbox 360. And most recently. Copy of it, uh, not on PS1, no. I've got, I've got it on Xbox 360, but it's just a downloadable one on that. Um, they re released it on PS4 recently as well, along with the game that came immediately before it on PC Engine. Um, I seem to think I've got that game on PS1. Didn't tell me to buy it, hey, but I, I hardly played it because <laughs> I was rubbish at it. And I found it really difficult. Yeah. No, I um, yeah, I I, I, I would have raved about that back in the day because it was amazing. But you also, play that a lot. Yeah, but also it's probably one of those games that you would have gone because because the game itself was only on one disc, and <laughs> not only that, not only that, it was a sprite-based game. Oh, it wasn't so too well. So like it had it had two D art. There was there was a bit of three D stuff going on in the backgrounds, but it was it was mostly a sprite based game. Um, that actually I actually found that a bit weird to begin with because sort of a lot of the big PS One games at the time, like if you think like Metal Gear Solid and stuff like that, they were big on the three D side of things. Um, and like you have this thing that comes along with like two D art. Um, yeah, it was a bit weird at the time, but wasn't that the game that when you completed it, it came, it turned itself upside down. You have to complete it again or something. Yes, the whole level is upside down. Yeah, something I seem to remember. Get near and press B by itself. Press B by yep. Oh right, okay. Oh, he's got a final smash, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. There. And he missed. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's like a special attack. But yeah, yeah, no, um. Yeah, so you, you played it all the way through, and then if you finished it in the correct way, that so it was like a special item you needed to get, um, you would um, you would flip the whole castle upside down, and then you play through it again uh, with it upside down, and that completely changed the way that you navigated it. But yeah, that was that was that was a really nice package back in the day because it it came in one of those PS One sort of double disc sets, yeah, and, double it, disc thing, wasn't it? and it had a soundtrack CD in there that had some really cool remixes of Castlevania music on there. Um, so yeah, if you're sitting on that, it's worth a fair bit these days. <laughs> Just so you know. I might not have, but for some reason I might have a copy of that on PS1. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. But I did have it. Yeah. On something. Yeah, it, it would have been one of those ones that, that I would have got. I remember, I remember, I don't know why I remember looking out at HMV in Cambridge, but I do remember buying it from HMV in Cambridge. <laughs> and then bringing it home and playing it. And it's like, oh. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a graphics situation, but it was a 
it was a distance game is really good. I found it really hard. Yeah, it is quite hard if you sort of hadn't played um, sort of 2D platformers for a while. But I always thought it was cool because it like combines platformy stuff with shaking the food. Yeah, shaking the food. I am. Um, but yeah, that was good fun. Um, what other stuff did we used to play on the N64 back in the day? So we played Duke Nukem, played Goldeneye. We didn't really. I think Perfect Dark came out after. I didn't like that. No. I was never a fan of Perfect Dark. Why didn't you like that? I've got several reasons why I didn't like that. One, it used to make for sick because it had something called head roll on it. And oh, I could yeah, not yeah, yeah. play it because of that. It used to be mo- Now, I don't get motion sickness yeah. with anything else. Mm-hmm. It, with, you know, like in a car in the back, nothing like that, or games or anything that have got head roll on now. Yeah. But that game, something about it, until I found that setting to turn off, used yeah. to make me feel awful. Some people get a bit like that with like really random games, and I think in the case of Perfect Dark as well, it had quite a sort of erratic frame rate as well, which doesn't help. Yeah, there's that. Um, the other thing I didn't like, uh, the multiplayer was good. Yeah. We had good fun with that, but I didn't like that stupid alien in it. <laughs> yeah, Elvis. I thought it was something that didn't fit in. No, I kind of felt that as well, because it was, like, up until that point, it had been sort of like fairly serious sci-fi, cyberpunk type thing, and then this fucking alien comes along and starts today. hey yeah I did it yeah it was kind of stupid Matt loved that game yeah I loved it as well actually but um, that was mostly for multiplayer but thinking about it I think most of the most of the multiplayer sessions I had with that were after I left home and went to university because um, we used to all bundle around my friend Tim's house and play sort of four player sessions with a load of bots yeah and we'd make the bots fall into the little alien and we'd make him fists him which was the setting where he didn't use any weapons he just <laughs> he just slapped you I just remember the gun the laptop gun I liked in that yes that was pretty cool didn't they have like secondary fire on them yeah yeah so like I think the, the laptop can you deploy the laptop gun as a turret, a turret or something yeah. like that yeah yeah so that, to hide them everywhere <laughs> and to like walk into a room and just get battered and dead yeah yeah I, I seem to remember sort of playing unconventional matches with just like remote mines and stuff like that and like filling the toilets in the facility level with <laughs> remote mines and someone just spawn in there and they yeah, drop down the toilet up. and you blow them up yeah it was great what else did we play um I think I remember we had a we, we had a summer where we tried to get into football games did we I, did I play football games I can't remember I don't think I, I can't like. remember if you were there but I was definitely there and it was uh, Ed was definitely involved as well we had the the World Cup 98 game on N64 right. and we were trying to play that and trying desperately to enjoy to it to enjoy it All and right. we were just like oh, it's, it's really good fun. no I'm not I'm not <laughs> into a football game thing. no so I don't think I've ever had one except maybe I think it might have been my brother's and that was one of the FIFA games on the Mega Drive when yeah. it first came out, there was one in particular when it first came out. It was like that did look quite good. It was like a three, it was a nice yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of three D football pit. Yeah. Now let's yeah. say FIFA ones were quite good, and like I always used to be quite impressed with how Madden looked on the Mega Drive, but like I don't understand American football at no. all. So it was just like I, I just used to like the I just used to like the scrolling on the paper. It looked three D. It was like it was an early graphics moment. I mean, we used to, I don't know if you were there or not, but me and Andrew used to play a lot of Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast. Yes, yeah. That, now that is a fight game. Yes. And I'm actually interested in getting the one that's just come out on the Xbox One. Yes. 
No, you can't. Yeah. yeah, new one's supposed to be really, really good, and it's got um, it's got the creator character mode in it as well. That's another game I destroyed was Soul Edge on ah, PS One, yes. which was one of my favourite fighting games ever made. Yes, same here. We, we had to collect all the weapons and stuff. Yeah, I remember playing that a lot as well. And uh, that's that's a game that me and some friends will still quote at each other. <laughs> Just because, like, the... The gruelling battle ended with the victory of... Siegfried! Siegfried. Yeah, always <laughs> Siegfried. But then, like, there was, like, a bunch of Japanese speaks in there. But then Siegfried, who was German, like, he wins about battle and he goes, I never had such an easy victory! I never had such an easy victory! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero, yeah. That was a good game. That was That was, game. like, when that came out, it was like, the most incredible fighting game I've ever played. Yeah. It was a good one. Like, whoops, Tekken's ass. Yes. Tekken's still around as well. Tekken's still doing pretty well. Like, Tekken 7, I think, is the most recent one. Um, that seems to be doing quite well. I remember that. Tekken and Ridge Racer. Yes. Were. What happened was, I hadn't seen a PlayStation before. Yeah. And I still had a Super NES and a Mega Drive. And one of my brother's mates, he came round to our house, where my parents' house. He bought this PS1 round and put it on. I was like, "This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen." It's like having an arcade machine in my house. Yes. And I caned Ridge Racer. <laughs> I think that's probably where the driving game thing started. Yeah. Where I completely destroyed that game. Yeah. I beat that black car. I beat them all. Uh, and then Ridge Racer Type Four on oh, the PS1 was amazing. What a game! And yeah. Tekken as well. He bought Tekken and Ridge Racer round as PS1. I was like. These are the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I've seen on my TV. Yeah, I was pretty much exactly the same because uh, sort of before I had my own PS1, uh, my brother brought. Do you remember my old Japanese PS1 that had like the star cable like welded into it? I had a problem with your Japanese PS1. <laughs> we'll go into that in a minute. I had to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, caps. Okay. Um, yeah, so. Um, my brother had like an early model Japanese PS1 that had been uh, modified to, so it had a SCART output, um, and it had like a massive brick of a transformer and stuff, so you didn't blow it up with UK power supplies and stuff like that. But yeah, that, that was my first experience with, with PS1, and he had um, he had Ridge Racer, he had uh, Raiden Project, and he had like an early pre-release version of Tekken that didn't have any box art or anything. And so like Ridge Racer and Tekken were my first experiences with PS1 as well. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> your problem with my PS. Uh, do you remember the game? Yes, I do. Announced the game. Oh, it annoyed me so much. Yes, I do remember the game. So, um, so the I, I discovered fairly early on that um, the PS One you could sort of bypass the region locking on it by uh, using a little trick that's probably quite well known now. It's like you. Dependent. Yeah, dependent trick. So you, you hold down a little button inside the lid. And so it, it thinks that the, the lid is still closed when it's not. And what you do is you you put a, a Japanese disc in there, watch it. When it slows down after spinning the first time, um, that means it's read the region locking and the copy protection of it. So at that point, you whip out the disc and put in a new disc. And um, yeah, it will load the game. And so that is how I sort of had my first experiences with things like Final Fantasy VII and stuff like that. Uh, just with a battered old Japanese PlayStation with the lid open, with the disc just there spinning away. 
But the game, what do you thinking of here? Is... Yeah, now, hold on, you, you were saying a minute, but your, yeah. your brother caused a lot of problems with several games he brought back from America, but we'll go into those as well, because that caused, I mean, Matt with Metal Gear. <laughs> but we'll go, to, yeah, continue. Yeah, so so the game I, I believe you're referring to here would be Buster Group, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, we, it is. Which we talked about a little in our music game episode uh, a little while back. But um, I love that game. Yeah. So Buster Groove is uh, a cool game. It's a uh, a one-on-one dancing game, basically. Um, tap out rhythms on the buttons and so on. And uh, we were both playing it at the time. And We both um, got really good at yeah, it. Yeah, we both got really good at it. Um, but we, we, we both got really good on it on different systems. So I was playing on the Japanese system, but he was playing on, on the English system. And he came over to mine one day, and we thought, oh, we'll play some Buster Group, we'll play the two-player mode. And like, you you started ranting and raving at me about how the timing was off, and how it didn't work properly, and it was like, oh, this game's broken. It's your PlayStation, it's I your PlayStation. Win. I yeah. could not, yeah, absolutely. I could attack the rhythm, and I couldn't win on it. Yeah. I couldn't. And, and I, I didn't know why. Yeah, and I, I didn't believe you, because I, I was doing absolutely fine with it. Um, but then, and bearing in mind, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car then. Yeah. So I cycled home to get my PlayStation <laughs> One. That's how annoyed I was. I cycled seven miles home to get my PS One <laughs> and bring it back. And brought it back. And uh, you know what? The timing was off. Everything was, but how it should have been on my one. Yeah. I don't really know why that was because the I don't know if the Japanese one was like putting out a sixty hertz signal or something like that. I guess it must have been something like that. But yeah. Um, I think it ran a little bit quicker. Yeah, I think the, the Japanese one just ran a little bit faster. Than yeah, the UK one. and it just threw the timing off slightly. And in fact, if you if you emulate Buster Groove now, um, the same thing happens. So like, I, I tried to emulate Buster Groove um, a little while ago to just capture the footage from it. I just found it so difficult to get the buttons timed yeah. right. I knew it. So I don't know. That was weird. But yeah, that was that 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 caused some, some disagreement. I couldn't win. I could not do anything on it. Yeah, I couldn't. That was weird. Yeah, but yeah. So, so what were you thinking of with the with the problems that my brother supposedly caused? Then, well, basically, the the problem your brother caused was that he bought back Metal Gear Solid, the first, the one on the PS One, way like about six months to a year before it was out in the UK. No oh. one had heard of it. Oh, that, that that wasn't my brother. That was me. That was, oh, was uh, yeah. That was that was I, I went over to see my brother. In the uh, States. You caused the problem then. Yes. So I got your game copied yeah. by my cousin my dodgy cousin and had my playstation chips so yeah. I didn't have to do the ending trick <laughs> just run everything yeah. brilliant and I showed Matt Metal Gear Solid mm. and my playstation became his playstation <laughs> for the next I don't know however long it took for the game to come out <coughs> yeah so yeah. I lost the playstation basically because Matt just needed to he became Dips' favourite game ever yeah he became addicted to it and I, yeah. And obviously he was gutted because he was like, get my PlayStation chips, get my PlayStation chips. And I did it. I don't think I ever did because I never saw, and my cousin couldn't see the bloke who got it chips in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, good times. Yeah. No, but no, yeah, that was that was totally me because I I went to see my brother in the States and Metal Gear Solid had just come out over there. I and think it was, I told you to get it. Yeah. And it was a really big deal over there at the time. And also around the same time, uh, I also got a couple of other games over there that you couldn't get here. So I got Metal Gear Solid. I got, I think, Parasite Eve. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and and I think Final Fantasy IX was out at the same time as well. So I, I got came back with like a bumper crop of American games. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid obviously stole the show though. I, I'm pretty sure you didn't really know much about it. It's like you have to get Metal no, Gear I didn't. Solid. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't at the time. But I, I remember it was just sort of starting to build up the the hype for it at the time. Because like, I think the the magazine my brother was working on at the time, Electronic Gaming Monthly, and the official PlayStation magazine in the States, they were like gearing up to do a big feature on it. Yeah. And so he, I think he brought a copy home while we were staying with him and showed it to me. And I was like, oh, I need to play this. So I went and bought my own copy. I'm pretty sure as well that when Matt had that, he showed it to a few of his mates and I like, I need that game. <laughs> and like, he started a little thing where it's like, how have yeah. you got that? It's like, yeah, I'll make Woody and Pete got older yeah. somehow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, pretty special. That was a good game. That it, was a good game. That was a good game. Have you played the more recent ones? Yeah, I'm not really keen. No? No, well, Metal Gear 2 I liked until... Metal Gear 2 I liked, but I didn't like the fact that it wasn't about Snake, it was about Raiden, or mm. whatever his name was. Yeah. That was a bit weird. Or even that. Yeah. Like, the best bit of the game was the bit at the start on the ship. Yeah. And then, number three, Snake Eater was good. Yeah. I destroyed that, and I got all, I got some vinyl records, which... They did, I think. Some oh, nice. Final yeah. Music somehow. And Metal Gear Four. Now, what was that? Was that the one where yeah. at the end you're crawling yeah. through the thing? Yeah. Got like, a bit stupid. Mm. Metal Gear Four did. And yeah. then Metal Gear Five, I haven't played. You know, Nat swears by it. Says it's the best Metal Gear game ever made. I'm like, don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because that that's where. So the the guy, so Konami had some beef with the guy who originally made it. That Hideo, whatever. Hideo name. Kojima, yeah. And there were like some issues there, and so the development of it was a bit troubled, shall we say. Um, but it was also quite a different type of game because it was all sort of open worldy rather than the sort of sneaking around in the dark like the previous ones had been. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I haven't played it either. Yet, and in fact, I haven't played four yet either. Um, but. Metal Gear 4 is good, but it's just a bit stupid. Yeah, I, I, I know it sort of it sort of goes a bit crazy at the end in particular. Have you played Metal Gear Rising? Uh, no, but is that the one that's really bad? No, it's it's really really good, uh, but it's um. It's, is that the turn-based one? No, that's Metal Gear Acid on right. PSP, which is also pretty good. Um, but Metal Gear Rising is the one made by um, Platinum Games. Who uh, is made up of a lot of, a lot of people who do stuff like Devil May Cry and stuff? So, yeah, Devil May Cry. so rather than being like um, a standard Metal Gear game, it's it's more of a sort of uh, hack and slash action game. Right. So you are you're, you're riding it again, but it's riding has been like super modified into yeah, basically like the ninja. At the end of, like he's at the end of Metal Gear Two, isn't it? Is it Metal Gear Two where he's all no? It's in he appears in Metal Gear Four as yeah. all beefed up. Yeah. So, so it's basically a whole game around that, but it's like really stupidly over the top, and it's got really good music. So if you haven't played that one, it's not really a Metal Gear game in the way you might be thinking about it, but it is, it is very good. So um, that's you know what? worth a look. You mentioned Devil May Cry, right? Mm-hmm. Now I didn't like the second one. I didn't like the third one. I got, I bought the third one, but it never, it never grabbed me. Yeah. Not like. Did the first one come out on the PS2? Yes, the first three were on PS2. Right. Well, the first one I saw that game run, so I was like. That looks amazing. That yeah, game. and I bought it, and it was. It's an. It's a brilliant game. Yes, it kept me going. Like because it was all about 
combos and comboing yeah. stuff together and keeping it chained together to, for as long as you possibly could. Yeah. And kicking stuff, kicking the shit out of stuff in the best way possible to get the biggest combos you possibly could. Yeah. And there was something about that game. Again, that game got destroyed. I played <laughs> that a lot. Yes. That was a really good game, that. Yeah, that was really good. Did you play Bayonetta? No, so I knew original? you were going to mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get hold of it. I mean, purely just to see a scantily padded woman jumping around, to be honest, <laughs> but that was actually meant to be a really good game. Bayonetta, well. you need to play. If you enjoy Devil May Cry, you need to play yeah, Bayonetta. It's so good. I've heard and that. You, get, you can get uh, both on Switch now as well. Ah, oh, nice. Um, and they're in for like one pack. So, like, they, they brought out the, the second one was a Wii U exclusive. Um, so, were they done by the same people? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, the, it was the same guy who made Devil May Cry in the first place. Um, so, it's, it's a very similar sort of game, but it's just kind of sort of polished up and refined a bit more so it plays a bit better yeah. I didn't really get on with Devil May Cry when I first played it I've actually tried it again recently and I like it a lot more than I did back when I first tried it I missed the second one and I tried I really tried to want to like the third one yeah. it got really good reviews and stuff but something about it just didn't grab me and keep me involved with it yeah a lot of people don't like the second one in particular uh, third one I'm not so familiar with what people think about it but I know I know the second one a lot of people think of that as the bad one so I think I've still got the third one yeah um, I, I picked them all up recently so I'm going to go through them all and yeah, probably first one. write something about it or make some videos at some point but um, yeah they, they hold up pretty well that first one was brilliant like the great that was, that was a gra graphics. graphics that was a graphics yeah because that was quite an early one that um, a again this is a subject I was talking about with Chris recently it's like that was originally sort of marketed as um, the, the guy who made Resident Evil worked on this. Yeah. Uh, and so... But there was nothing like Resident no, Evil. No, <laughs> but but when they were first sort of hyping it up and doing previews of it, it was, people were sort of thinking it might be like Resident Evil but with a different character. It turned out to be nothing like that. But one of the big things it was doing was while while Resident Evil was still using like the pre-rendered backdrops we, yeah, we'd had three, we'd had Code Veronica at that point but most of the Resident Evil were still like the pre-rendered backdrops Devil May Cry was like this full 3D world that <laughs> it actually looked real <laughs> <laughs> it looks real yeah uh, it's, so you had like these sort of sweeping camera angles and stuff and sort of things going on and that kind of thing but yeah it was a graphics moment Resident Evil's got a lot to answer for mm -hmm. that Resident Evil 1 mm -hmm. was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen on the PlayStation again. Yep. Um, and I played that game for eight hours on one Saturday, <laughs> uh, non-stop, and felt sick afterwards because I basically looked at a TV screen for eight hours without coming away from it. <laughs> yeah. um, Resident Evil 2 made me trade in my first N64 to get a PlayStation again yep. with Resident Evil 2, um, which needed to happen. Mm -hmm. That game was brilliant. And the remake looks amazing. Yes. coming out, which I'm going to have to get. Yes. Resident Res Evil 3 Nemesis, mm -hmm. which wasn't called Resident Evil 3, it was just called Resident Evil Nemesis. But Resident Evil 3 was actually Code Veronica, I think. Properly. No. In the order of things. Yeah. I think they sort of ran in parallel. I think because Resident, Resident Evil 3 was about Jill, wasn't it? And then Resident Evil Code Veronica was about Claire. Yeah, that went a bit stupid, that one. It's mm. good, though. The graphics amazing. Graphics! Graphics! Nemesis had a really good mode on it where you had to, again, link a load of combos together. Yes, it, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Like survival mode or combat mode. Com combo mode or something. I can't remember. Yeah, they, they've actually put something like that in a lot of the more recent ones as well. It's like the mercenaries mode in the more recent ones. That might it's a bit be. like that. 
Um, so Resident Evil 3 was good, again, but that was rendered. Yeah. Or Nemesis or whatever. Resident Evil 4 was one of my favourite games ever mm-hmm. on the game. On Especially on the GameCube. That yeah. was like, this game amazing. Yeah. I love that game. And then, one of the ones after it, I didn't like, I didn't like 5. Mm. A lot of people didn't like 5. I didn't like 6 too much either. Mm-hmm. And I haven't tried 7. Seven's supposed to be really good. 7 is supposed to be a bit more like the older ones. But 7 is also supposed to be amazing in VR. The reason why I won't play 7 is because it looks too intense. Yeah. It looks way... It looks... I'm not one... I don't really do horror. Mm. I don't like horror films. It's not that I'm scared. I just don't like them. Yeah. And that one, when I was watching the demos or whatever of Resident Evil 7, I was like... I'm not going to be able to sit there in the dark and play that game <laughs> with, a heart, with a, a heart rate staying at a reasonable pace. Yeah. That's what I don't need that. Looked, it looked, that looked pretty intense that day. Yeah. No, it's, it's supposed to be. Like, like I say, it's supposed to be really good in VR, but yeah. Imagine how intense it is on the TV. You, like, you strap yourself into VR with a headset on and nah. earphones on, it's going to be even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you, I, I, I know I played a lot of Silent Hill. Did you play a lot of Silent Hill much? Ah, now that's another one. I got hold of, didn't we get hold of Silent Hill early as well? The first one, I can't remember. The first remember. one on the PS1? I don't, I don't think so, because I, I remember buying that one over here. Was on the PS1? Yeah, the first one was on PS1, and then all the other ones were on PS2. Radio. What, what is that? Radio. Radio. Yeah, I did the first one. That was a terrifying game. Yes. Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2, mate. This is one of Triangle Head. You mean Pyramid Head, yeah. Pyramid Head. Silent Hill 2, my enduring memory of this was when you and Ed came down to visit me while I was at university and I started playing Silent Hill 2 because I, I really liked Silent Hill and um, you were like, oh yeah, give it a go. And like, I played through the whole thing in one night. Yeah, I think I just sat there watching you play it. Yeah, you, you were watching it. Ed fell asleep because you always fell asleep when we were doing stuff like that. And I was like getting that. scared. There's a mannequin coming! There's a mannequin coming with arms, his legs or whatever it was. Yeah. And like he, and like he just sort of woke up just as he was finishing. He's like, "Oh, I'm finish it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Silent Hill Two is like still regarded as like a proper classic these days. That was a scary game. Yes, that bit in the ho- the hospital. Yeah, is that the start? Um, or is it in the middle? It's part part way through. Part way through. There was a hospital in the first one and the second one, and they were both shit scary. We used to get used to get panicked, didn't you, when you heard the Yeah. The siren go. And then everything would go grimy and horrible and yeah. like a horrible toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as I, as I recall we used to describe certain things as being like a silent hill toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like my fact yeah. that I bought when I was at yours, I bought Prince of Persia. And I played that non remember the first it was a 3D oh yeah, 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 and I was addicted to that. Mm. That game got destroyed. Yeah, Sands of Time. I think that one. Yes, I that was good. Really good. Did you play the second one where it went all emo? <laughs> don't know if I played the second one. The next, don't know if I played the second one. The one that was really good was the one that then sort of went um, nearly cell shaded kind of graphics. That was the one on Xbox 360. That's amazing. Where they sort of rebooted it. Yeah, I, 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 that was one that everyone absolutely went apeshit for at the time and no one ever talks about these days. That's an amazing, that is mm. a really good game, that. Yeah. Really good. Definitely worth looking at. Yeah. What else? What else? What? 
what else have we got? Oh, I've got stack going down, I have to go for it. Yeah. Let's see what we've got. Alright, let's pull them out. Pull them out. Whip them out. Let's pull it out. Let's pull it out of the bag. Right, I've got Shadow Colossus, yep. which is one of the most amazing. Can it hear me? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff coming up on the screen, so yeah. So, Shadow Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. That everyone needs to play that. Yeah. Uh, I've got The Last Guardian as well. Yes. I was addicted to Ico and Shadow Colossus, so I bought that. Yeah. And I love that game. Mm -hmm. But it, it it got bad reviews because it was in development for like a hundred years. Yes. And it has it does have issues. Yeah. But that game's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that thing. What was the Horizon 4? Ah, Driving yes. game that's been basically eaten. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5? Yeah, eaten. Uh, not the Xbox One one, mm -hmm. the one before I destroyed. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, mm -hmm. haven't played yet. Not eaten yet, going to be eaten. Yeah, that's a game that needs to be sat down with and really. You're going to like this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> DJ, DJ Hero. Hero. What game? I mean, amazing. Uh, that's a Last of Us? Ah, yeah. That's not played that. I've not played not that. Played that. No. One that I've somehow managed to avoid. That is an awesome game. Yeah. But I've stopped playing it. I'm right at the end of it, but I, for some reason I stopped playing it. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Haven't played it yet. <laughs> uh, but it works on the Xbox One now, I think. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Very good. One of the best games I've ever played in my life. I got that for Christmas. I'm just starting to discover its joys now. It's, that is one of the best games I've ever played. Mm -hmm. um, definitely the best game I've ever played, I think. <laughs> but then Ocarina of Time just holds that little... You know, that was mm. the most amazing thing ever at that time. Yeah. Uh, Halo 5 Guardians? Yeah. Don't like. No, I don't, I don't really like Halo I anymore. I played it, didn't like it, but it was yeah. Oh, I, d I do have a story about Halo, though. Which do you, one? Do you remember Galo? Galo? Mm. Do what should I remember Galo? Yeah. <laughs> nah, go on then. Galo was uh, when I was living in Winchester, and um, you and Ed, and I can't remember if Matt came down as well, but the, the, it was at least you two, and we were, we were we were playing a lot of Halo. I'm worried about this. We were playing a lot of Halo. It was the original one on the Xbox, and I think either you or Ed had brought your Xbox and the TV as well. Oh, so we were landing it or Yeah, whatever. so we were like doing land stuff on there and playing like um, sort of two screens. And um, we were also getting very, very drunk while we were playing it. There's a surprise. And um, at some point during the evening proceedings, um, someone decided that it would be a good idea if we all took our shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we did. So, and we took photographs, which have unfortunately been lost in the midst of time. Because I remember this one photograph being hilarious because everyone, everyone who saw that photograph thought that I looked like a Mexican wrestler in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a photo of us, very drunk, with our shirts off, having been playing Halo. And the, the, the funny thing about it was like my housemate at the time just she came home from work quite late. She was working nights or something like that. And she just wandered into our flat to find a bunch of shirtless men, very drunk in the living room, just sitting there playing Halo as if it was perfectly normal. But wasn't that the one, was that the time as well where we were playing when we first had a Wii and we were playing golf? Because I'm pretty sure there's a picture of Matt with his shirt off playing golf. <laughs> with, um, I don't know. That would have been a bit later, wouldn't it? Because Halo, oh, yeah. Halo One was Xbox. I think that I think that was a different flat altogether, actually. But yeah, there was there's, there was. Was definitely... that the big flat? 
on the, like the top, nearly the top floor. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that was that was like the big, really nice about that. That was awesome. Yeah, that, place. that was such a good place. But uh, yeah, we we couldn't stay there because the, the landlord's daughter wanted to live in it. So. I'm not surprised. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was a lovely flat. I'd love to. Massive. Yeah. That was that was gay though. You, you also used to taunt my housemate there by uh, putting disco lights in the uh, bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think that was Edward did that. I don't think I. I think I think we were all to blame for that one. No. A, I don't know why I had a collection of um, battery powered disco lights, but I did. Yeah, you had a stroke one. Yeah. Ed brought down a stroke one, and you had the one that span around. Yeah. And we we just fill up the bathroom with a bunch of strobe lights and. Uh, <laughs> I remember a printed sign that we stuck on the ceiling and said, get your mims here, Hugs. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Now, we, we did this at Ed, Ed's when he had the strobe light. Yeah. But did we show you, when you turned out all the lights and put the strobe on only, yeah. you could spin around on the floor and it looked like you were spinning around on your ass, yes. your legs up in the air. Yes. Yeah, you also, you also used to do the thing where you'd walk across the floor and it just looked like you were sliding across the floor. Oh yeah, because you would do the same position. <laughs> yeah, it just looked like you were sliding around the floor. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yes. Yes it was. That's funny. How very good that time. But, yeah. we're still alive. Just about. Just about. Yeah. What else? Well, what other gaming highlights? Well, we went to Galo. That was that was definitely a highlight. The the, the Wii Sports thing, yeah. I, I think you're thinking of, of the other flat when, like you. I'm not sure who got Wii first, but there was definitely a lot of Wii Sports. That was the same. Is trip. that the one that had the stream out of back that we sent off the matchstick boxes with the? <laughs> with, um, no swear words on the sales. No, no, that was that was that was a different place again. That was, <laughs> that was like the cottage where we lived on the on the river in Winchester, and like the garden back down onto the onto the river. Um, that was. Oh, I can't think what we did. That. How weird is that little little bit of a story? Yeah, when we, when we set off matchboxes down the stream with sales with swear words. <laughs> this really hung over. That's pretty much all there was to it. But uh, yeah. That was also a trip where I remember Matt just sitting there watching a lot of porn on my computer while we were oh, trying to yeah. play games. <laughs> just because my, my computer was on a desk in the lounge. You sent me a photo of that recently, yeah. and I literally had some porn on in front of me, yes. and you can see it clearly on the monitor. Yes, yes, and you were sitting there licking, licking a beer bottle like it was a cock. Like this? Just like that, yes. But yeah, I, I think that was pretty weird as well, because like the... Yeah, well, the Wii was a few years later, and that, that that trip was when Matt came down armed with a bunch of porn mags. Oh, like he came down with his with his fifty and over porn mags. <laughs> there, was a, there was that one. There was the one that was like massive, oversized women one, and there was one there. And he, I mean, I could text him it now, and he'd probably send something back. But he, he liked Stella needs a fella stick it in. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the quotes. Stella needs a fella, stick it up. If I send, I'm going to send it now. If I send you Stella needs a fella, he should come back with stick it in. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Let's go. But yeah, that, that was that was I think pretty pretty soon after the Wii came out because I think whoever brought the Wii with them only had Wii Sports, and so we were playing a lot of the golf, a fair bit of the tennis and the bowling. And that was that was that was the same weekend we were recording some gaming with Sorry, here we go. Yeah, you might, might just hear the. We can, we can 
reckon. I hope I've sent that to the right person. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Good. 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 He should, I'm hoping he comes back from something. He's not been very responsive on the phone of late. No. Fracture your spine, you uh... spineless idiot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just he just didn't want to appear on a podcast because he's scared. No, well, no, I think I think definitely not. No, no. If he was on, if he had come today, he probably would have needed an explicit symbol. <laughs> I don't know, actually, know if there's been a lot of swearing or not. There's there's been talk of porn, blue waffles, blue waffles, yeah. You haven't mentioned two girls, one cup. No, I don't. Well, <laughs> I, I haven't seen that video. No, I don't want to see the video. I, I don't want to talk. No, no, no. No, you no. know, I've only actually ever seen like the first five seconds of it, and that was enough. I was just like, no, I don't need to do that. <laughs> that is, see, the internet yeah. has got a lot to answer for. Yes, it really has. That, that video is not needed to exist. No, but it does. And that's a wonderful So thing. well done. <laughs> Whoever came up with that idea. Yes. Horrendous. Yeah. No, if if if, if you don't do a lot of social media, you, you you're probably not aware of it. you heard the phrase rule thirty four before. No. no. Rule thirty four of the internet is if it exists there is porn of it. Yeah, well that makes total sense. Yeah. But if you think the thing is, I that almost comes back to like if you think if you try and think of something yeah. That hasn't been done. Yeah. It will be done. Oh, yeah, if yeah. someone's done it yeah. and gone further than you could possibly imagine with it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. No, do you, do, this is thinking about a long way, but do you remember in sixth form when you and Ed used to draw Simpsons porn? That wasn't me. Was it not no, you? No, Ed used to draw the Simpsons. I was never good at drawing <laughs> Simpsons. He used to draw the Simpsons porn all over my books, generally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um,. No, I, I remember thinking like that was that was unique. No one had ever thought of that before. And like a couple of years later, I discovered that Simpsons porn has very much been a thing for yeah. a very long time. Very long time. <laughs> yeah, family Guy porn as well. I yeah. Think. It's no, weird. it's true. If it exists, there is porn. I don't see what could turn you on about or wanting to wank over a cartoon. I I don't think it's so much necessarily about wanting to wank over it. I think it's just for it to be funny. Yeah, in a lot of cases to be funny. In a lot of cases, about it's just fan artists. They just really like the character, and the thing they're good at is drawing people fucking. But, so, but I, what I don't get is, if that's the case, I don't get why it's like a little. If you're looking at porn, mm-hmm. why it comes up on the side. If you're looking at porn, you're looking at porn. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at yeah. some porn. What you're not going to click on is a cartoon of Marge Simpson <laughs> having a spit roast. <laughs> Do you see uh, what I mean? I don't know. I mean, there's, there's some weird trends. Oh, I'm so going to take a break from the porn and trying to get turned on. I'm going to look at a cartoon of yeah. The Simpsons. Well, I don't know. There's, there's like weird trends that go on in this sort of thing. Like, it, it, again, with you not being on social media, you wouldn't have come across Bowsette before. No. Bowsette was um, when Nintendo announced um, the Switch version of New Super Mario Bros. U. I think you. I think I do know Bowser because I think you sent me pictures. Of I it. might have done, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, the, the the sort of new thing that they were adding in New Super Mario Bros. U is um, this thing called the Super Crown, which basically turns Toadette into Peachette. I think they call her, uh, which is just like a, a version of Peach. And so this one fan artist decided that um, 
oh, wouldn't it be interesting if this uh, also worked on other characters? And the character they chose to uh, to do it with was Bowser. Well, you haven't got internet. Oh, I have. Give me internet. Give me some internet. Hold on, I've got it. I've got it in here. See, I told you you were going to move it. I, yeah, I did. But just such an occasion. Just such an occasion. Right. Well, I can't, don't. I'm not going to tell the number out. No, that's fine. What, which, which network? Oh, it's uh, go on the TP. There. Is there, there should be a 5G one if you can connect to it. That's it, just that one. Oh. Alright. live connections in Wi Fi. Alright, well, I can type it for you. Talking of, I can't read that. We need to have a brief conversation about Pyre's Destiny, but we'll, we'll save that for a moment. Uh, just while I educate you on Bowser. Um, it's not not porn, not porn. Just fan art. Mm. Just a bit of fan art. I seem to remember it looking like Peach looking a bit worried and Bowser looking a bit angry behind her, and then maybe some previews showing or something. Oh, there, there is porn off Bowser. To make no mistake about it, but um, yeah. So, but, but this this was this was really interesting to watch unfold because it was just one guy on the internet posted um, an image, and from there it just exploded. From there, it was this cartoon here. So, um, it was a cartoon of the end of Super Mario Odyssey, basically. Peach rejecting Mario yeah. and Bowser, yeah. and uh, Bowser puts the super crown on and becomes Bowser. Right. And that one character there just absolutely exploded in popularity, and suddenly everyone wanted to draw her. And there was a blissful. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, you've sent me that. Yeah, you sent me that one. And there was just this blissful few weeks of just Twitter not being anyone moaning. It was just people posting that and uh, more explicit versions of that. Um. Anyway, yeah, fight is destiny. Let's, let's talk about players. We will. I'm, I have to go for a week. Okay. So you so, might want to pause that. I'll probably edit that out. But well, I, I, I will I will explain the basic principle while we go. I'll try and have, have a week. Be open, so you might hear something. Hey, nice. So, um, in sort of roughly around our sixth form, I guess it was, um, there was uh, a product available called Click and Play. This I don't remember the original context of it, but basically what, what it was, it, Click and Play was originally released as like a full price piece of software, it was like 40 quid or something like that, and it was designed as a game maker, so it was designed to be a programming free game making, so you could sort of drag and drop things onto the screen, um, you could set up how they behave, and you could make games out of it. Um, when one day when we went to our local computer shop, uh, First Compute, which is where we spent a lot of our time when we weren't in school or playing games or whatever, um, I happened to see that there there'd been a budget re-release of this for about a fiver, and I'd previously read um, about Click and Play in uh, the magazine my brother was working on at the time, PC Zone, and I thought it looked interesting. I thought, oh, for a fiver, we'll give that a go, and so. Um, and so, so we, we, we picked it up, and uh, being the filthy pirates that we were, we, we all copied it and exchanged it between us so we could all have a play with it. And um, Pirate's Destiny was born from several things, really. Right, so I'm just going to 
interrupted. Wasn't it some holiday, some holiday or something like that? And yeah. I came around to your house and you said, I've got this. And yeah. I went, we need, I was like, Pete, you need to really sit down with this. Yeah. You can have a lot of fun with it. Yes. And then we did. Yes. <laughs> so, so the way Party's Destiny got started was um, one of our friends at the time, he was absolutely obsessed with an N64 game called Fighter's Destiny. Um, yeah, Tony. So we thought we thought it'd be quite funny if we could, if we could. Well, originally we, we referred to it as Pirates Destiny, just to try and piss him off, basically, and insult him. But um, one time we we started fiddling around with click and play, and I showed Woody that um, okay, so this is what you can do with this. You can have a little man running around the screen. Um, you can have him shooting stuff. Um, Here's, here's a photograph of, of Tony I happen to have on my computer. <laughs> let me let me just cut out the head and I can stick that in the game. Now you can have him bouncing around like like a boss monster. Um, and and then we thought, oh well, he needs to fire something. Why doesn't he fire hamburgers at you? So he started firing hamburgers at the little man, and the little man turned into a sprite rip from Contrast. Yeah. Um, yeah, which we then recolored for Player Two, rather than just using the Player Two sprite, we just recolored the Player One sprite. Yeah, that's right. Um, we didn't grab all the frames of animation either, so his walking animation wasn't quite right. The thing is, what started quite simply there, yeah, we really broke apart. Oh yeah. And you were basically, and I, I think we'd agree with this. You were doing pretty much the breaking apart of the program yes. of it, and I was giving you, I was sort of directing your ideas, going, "Why yeah. can't we do this?" And you'd yeah. be like, "Well, I don't think we can do that." And then I'd go, "Well, what about if we told it to behave like this?" You go, "You can do that. I'm yeah. going to do it." And then all of a sudden, <laughs> something would happen that was amazing. Yeah. So click and play was, was sort of quite limited on paper, and you could make uh, sort of single screen games, um, and then you could have a progression through those games so like at the end of a, a level you could say right go to this level get that one, go to this level if this happens but um, I discovered relatively early on that there were ways you could sort of game the system a bit so like one thing that Click and Play didn't have that later installments did was um, sort of global variables ways of storing information from level to level um, and I discovered that you could make creative use of the uh, the, the player 3 and player 4 sprites uh, if, right. if they weren't playable. So what I used to do is, uh, or just off screen on every level, there was a toilet. And the toilet was player four. <laughs> and if you put a player four object down, you then had access to the, the player three and player four lives and score variables, which you could then store information in. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the toilet in the corner of the screen became a bit of a tradition. But um, yeah, Play is Destiny actually got fleshed out into a, a, a full game. It's still to date the only click and play game that we ever completed. Um, yeah, I've got some. I've got some problems with it. But yeah, we're, we're going to come to that. Yeah, yeah. It's still. Oh, it still hurts. <laughs> it still hurts, you bastards. But fine, whatever. So the the story of Player's Destiny was that there were uh, there were two two members of Space Patrol, Lewis and Pierre. There was me and Woody, um, and they they were defending they the were universe. Our names on Final Fantasy. Yes, yes, they were. We were defending the universe from the evil pie collectors, and the pie collectors were just. 16 colour digitised heads of all our friends that we'd animated by hand to be opening and closing their mouths. And we, we did special custom death animations of them as well, which is where we just select bits of them and then just pull them apart and sort of scribble blood. I've got to say, I between. think I was the uh, pioneer of the exploding death. You were, yes. yes, You were the pioneer of the exploding death. And they got increasingly elaborate as they went through, but none of us were very good at drawing pixel art, so there was like one who the top of his head would fall off and there was supposed to be like his brain inside there and it was a pile of shit but it was it was just like some brown pixels <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, we, we fleshed it out into like a whole game. It was just a series of boss fights, basically, and each boss had its own unique mechanics. And it had full voice acting for all the cutscenes. Um, it, it, each boss gave a little speech when they died. It was mostly, ah, my party energy's been depleted. Tap, take some bites. Oh dear. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jason. <laughs> He's not listening. No, He's, but whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, so we, we we made it through that, and the the ultimate aim of the the little exercise were was we wanted our head of sixth form to be the final boss because he was sort of self styled evil, if you like. He he liked to think of himself as evil. Like he he would sit there. We would be in a lesson and he'd look out the window and he'd see year seven going past and he'd just sort of mutter to himself, scum. He would walk around in the sixth form block with his succoteur saying, I'm gonna, I'm cutting out the dead wood. I'm, cu- I'm coming to cut out the dead wood. <laughs> pair of scum in succoteurs Yeah. So, so we decided that we wanted to make him the final boss. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we did basically. But there was, there was a slight... It was a slight problem. Ah, well, yeah. Yeah. Would you like to explain the slight problem? Well, you know, I like... <laughs> it's a bit like being cut out of your own... baby, isn't it? <laughs> like, like you're a member of the board and then the board vote that they want you out. Yeah. Because, in reality, me and Pete were the creators of that game. Mm-hmm. And this, this one time, I couldn't make the... Uh, you know, I couldn't make the what should we say the, the acting. I yeah. couldn't come. I couldn't help with the production of the uh, of the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think did Ed come along to help out? Yes. And yeah, my, my character seemed to get killed off <laughs> and then replaced by a yellow um, green. Was it green? green. I thought it was yellow. No, no, no green. Was I, what colour was I? Was I red? You were, was I blue? you were blue. I was red. Yeah. So the blue player got killed off mm-hmm. by the player no 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 you, you you got murdered by Watts and we, we made it into a no, no, no I'm not saying no 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 I'm not saying they yeah. got killed off by the green not actually in the story <laughs> killed by the green player I'm just saying you know the green player came along we, we re-edited you know you re-edited yeah. what was happening and yeah mm. would yeah. yeah yeah Lewis got taken out of his own story yeah not but, by his not by his um, decision <laughs> it was a bit of a mutiny yeah and so in the final stage, uh, you, you had a green player and a red player yeah. instead of a blue one and a red one. And uh, yeah, we just were, so we were I take... couldn't make it that one day. Well, we wanted to finish the game. That one day, we I were... couldn't turn up. Uh, you know, after all the times I'd cycled over to you, and whatever. We were right at the end, and we wanted to finish it. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. Um, but then, do you remember we also took it into school and we showed Mr. Watts. And he loved it. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, because like, he, he was all about being a galactic dictator who yeah. was uh, shooting energy beams at you and consuming high energy to destroy I think basically destroy anyone quite enjoyed it. Yeah. It was quite funny. Yeah, it, yeah, it actually worked quite well. Um, I then did a... I, I remastered it while <laughs> I was at university and made it work on slightly more modern machines. Uh, although my remaster now doesn't work very well on modern, modern machines, so I might have to I might have to remaster it again. You'd have to make a ROM, an emulator. <laughs> yeah, but no, the my, my favourite thing about making that game, besides having a finished product at the end of it, was uh, was our voice acting sessions, just because they they always went wrong. 
and I feel sometimes they went deliberately wrong, but <laughs> now every time, yeah, everything went wrong. Every time there was always something you couldn't read because Ed's handwriting was wrong, or like you just forgot your line. See or... them to it. <laughs> See them to it. It's like what? what? That's not what. You always know. What the? What the fuck did that <laughs> say? Yeah. I can't read that. Yeah, I, th I, I think. That I, I I might still have some of those outtakes somewhere. Oh, um, you should find them. Yeah, because because I I've got a, a, a CD somewhere that was a backup of like my my folder that was on my my parents' machine back home, and that is sort of transferred across several different computers over the years. I, I I'm pretty sure I still have a lot of the recordings that we made at the time, and we were using like really primitive recording software. We were just using Windows Sound Recorder at the time. And so Windows Sound Recorder didn't really have much in the way of editing facilities and things, but you could do stuff like you could change the speed of things, you could add echo, and you can mix two sounds together as well. So didn't we try and do? Didn't I try and do a take on Darth Vader's voice? Yes, for yes, yes. You, you were trying to do that. So there was lots of echo and stuff, but it just came out. You went, hmm. Search the hangar. Search the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, with uh, with Windows Sound Recorder, we also we also um, had a side gig of uh, making Jabba the Hutt noises as well. Remember those? Which was oh, like yeah, it was, it was it was just us making wank noises and sighing them down and going. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, if you listen carefully in Predator One, you can hear that noise going on <laughs> several occasions. Someone's someone in that film, the sound editor, is doing mm. that yeah. into a mic. Yeah, pretty much doing that. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that, but I would be. Yeah, that's everyone. But uh, I mean, Pirates Destiny wasn't the only project uh, that we had on the go, was there? We had our own individual <laughs> ones as well. Do you want to talk a bit about Resident Evil? <laughs> With Wesley Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, and the zombies that look like armchairs. Yep. And what was? There was nothing good about that. Like, <laughs> to be fair, it ran like a bag of shit. Uh, it looked like a bag of shit. Um, I think the only thing I can say is that my like introductory logo screen was quite good, and I used um, sax fax music. Yes, and I still want I want that sax fax sound. I'm, I'm sure I've still got it. I somewhere. can't find it anywhere. Yeah, and I know how it went. That's the one. <laughs> But yeah, Resident Evil X. This was this was like in you the, died right. In, <laughs> right <laughs> it was right in the depths of our Resident Evil two obsession. Yeah, and um, you 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 did actually a, a pretty great title screen. Yeah. with the zombie and like you you press the button and it would it would like put its hand up and it would go Resident Evil X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but, and I made a good shotgun. And you could and you could explode the heads off. Yes. So yes. I can't remember how that works. I even drew a shotgun cartridge firing out of the shotgun. Yeah. I can't remember how it worked. But it was like a top-down game. I think you only made like two or three rooms in yeah. the end. There was like there was like the entrance to a shopping mall, and then you could code first compute. Yeah. And, you went <laughs> and, then, to... uh, and then we are that we asked that age-old. I asked that age-old yeah. question in yeah. there. Can you tell me when Final Fantasy VIII's coming yeah. out? When's yeah. Final Fantasy VIII coming out? It's hard to He must have got so bored when he asked him that yeah. question. Yeah. I reckon I asked him in that shop probably 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. And every time, the same answer. 
you know, uh, yeah, the land stocks. Land. Stocks and shares. Stocks and right shares, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what else? Well, hold on. You made a whole game. We I went in my house and I pl and it played um, an acid jazz tune. <laughs> Haven't yeah. we met somewhere before? Yeah, no, that was that was never finished. This this is actually a bit of a sore point for me because the the story I wrote for that game, I've had hovering around my head for about twenty five years now, <laughs> and I've still never managed to sort of finish it in any form. I've started remaking it and making it in all sorts of different ways. I've tried writing it in the book. I've tried making it with click and play. I've tried making it with RPG Maker, and I've somehow never got around to finishing it. But um, yeah, what what I was doing at the time is uh, I was basically trying to see again. I was pushing the boundaries of click and play and the use of the player board toilet spray to see uh, if I could make a Zelda type game. That's right. Um, and so I was using the, the player board sprite to do things like keep track of which room you'd come from because click and play wasn't really built for sort of moving from room to room and going back and forth um, but yeah I, I found a way of getting it to sort of carry across data and so I started making this sort of action RPG thing and, and one of the scenes in there was just Woody's house and you could go into the corner and you could turn on the stereo and it would start playing this acid jazz music called Big Kahuna yeah. that we were obsessed with at the time um, yeah so that was that. That, that no that never got finished um there were some other things we did. I did a three-player, like, top-down maze-based shooter game called Atomic Flare Bandits. And that was that was just <laughs> like that was just like a creative challenge where we we had a thing like you can generate a game name by picking something from this first column, then something from this second column, then something from this third column. That's and we right. came up with Atomic Flare Bandits, and I thought, oh, I'll make a game of that. Um, then there was there were numerous Pirates Destiny spin-offs, none of which ever got finished or started in some cases. Pirates Destiny Two. Uh, we've been trying to make for approximately 25 years at this point, mm. and uh, we've even we we recorded some dialogue for it on several occasions. Oh, that was that, that was the, awful. Yeah. The, the, oh, that was I was again. I had a hangover. Yes. I had a hangover while you and Ed were doing that. <laughs> and uh, what was it? We got just got to get these oh, no, moves. No, no, that that, that was a spin-off. That was Pie Crisis. Because, uh, okay. because we were obsessed with Time Crisis at the time, so we thought we'd do, we'd do like a like and shooter. Um, but the, the plot of that was the what was stealing whales for some reason. I don't know why. No. It was them got to catch these whales. Why? Nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, I want to say, them. just for the record, I had nothing to do with whatever <laughs> you two were saying. It sounded stupid, and I was like, and that's me saying that, yeah. in a hungover state. That's because you were lying face down on my bed at the time, and the sort of Grand Theft Auto no, wasted, wasted those. Yeah. Yeah. Wasted. But, yeah, the, the, the Darth Vader impression you were doing, that was that was supposed to be the Pi Destiny 2 at one point as well. Yeah. That never never happened. I made Pi Arena that I was quite pleased with, because that, that had multiple selectable characters with different abilities. Oh, yeah. Um, that was that was sort of a take on Bomberman almost. So you could um, you could play it two player, and you had to sort of shoot each other and deplete each other's energy bars. It was completely unbalanced because I had no idea about game balance at the time. And there was one character who moved really slowly, but had about three hundred times more hit points than everyone else. So he was absolutely undefeatable. Um, but yeah, I got quite quite far through making that one, uh, but again, never finished it. Um, Ed made Impact, which was just Pong Blast <laughs> Blast. It was it was Pong, but instead of like the standard Pong bats, we had a street puncher on one side and Merlin the Wizard on the other side, <laughs> and they were just batting a batting a hamburger back and forth or something like that. Last, last. So yeah, good times, good times. Yeah.
Right. That's been uh, an hour and 44 minutes, so I, I think we can probably call time on that there. We've had lots of memories there. It's been very informal, I know, but that was the whole point of this. Edit it to make me sound not... To make me sound not so much like a bit. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, no. but I will do my best. Thank you. All right. So, as always, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember you can watch a video version of it over on YouTube. Be sure to check out moegamer.net for new articles on Japanese and Japanese-inspired video games, new and old, every weekday. Every month, Moegamer features an in-depth exploration of an individual game or series as its cover game, so be sure to check the archives to see if your favourite has had a deep dive yet. If you'd like to support the site directly, please consider becoming a patron or buying me a coffee. You can find links to do both over on moegamer.net. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>